Hey guys, welcome to TNF Talks. Um, I'm here with my friend Noah. We're switching it up again. Um, I'm taking the audio today, but how are you going, Big Bad? Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, day 192 in lockdown. Yeah, man, day 6,155. Still going, still going, but it's all good, mate. We're still um, soldiering on with the podcasts. We're loving it. Um, hope you guys that are listening all the time as well really like it as well, because we, we just really enjoyed doing it. Um, but I think today, the plan is to go through, so we're going to do a similar structure to what we did in the last podcast where we went through all of the teams in the AFC North um, and like Noah looked at the over-unders and um, the odds for them winning the division. And today we're going to do the NFC North and we're just going to continue like that for the next few podcasts. So that sounds yeah. good. You're good at that, Noah, yeah? Yeah. It's just something to do at the moment with loads of news coming out, you know, just keep the podcast <laughs> Yeah, we've got to keep it rolling, mate. Got to keep it rolling. Life, good stuff. So... With the first team in the NFC North that I've looked at, I've got with the Detroit Lions. Um, you got with them. Pardon? You got with them. Oh, yeah, I got with them, mate. Yeah, yeah. Give them a little kiss. Tongues involved. Lions. It was a French kiss. It was a nice touch. Um, oh, yeah, of course, mate. Obvious. Mate, it's Detroit City. Bits of food in there, though. Oh, a little bit of food. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's a nice touch. We've got to, got to exchange these things. I was eating mint, though, beforehand, so it's all good. Um, it's terrible. Not, fu- not funny, even slightly. Um, <laughs> right, okay, so Detroit. Personally, mate, I'm not a fan of what they've done this offseason at all. And I've said it a few times in the pod. Um, don't think Matt, Matt Patricia is a great coach. I think, like, for me, he's shown an inability to, like, develop any good relationships with these best players, as we've seen with, like, Darius Slade coming out. And I don't think he's really displayed any ability to create a culture, like, any sort of positivity. Um, I mean, that's just my that's my view. What do you think about them? Um. Uh, I think I like a couple of the moves they've done this off season. I like the first couple of picks. I think they made sense for them in the draft. Yeah, but I do kind of agree with you for Matt Patricia. This is a massive year for him. He's on the hot seat. He hasn't had a season above like six wins. I don't think. Yeah, he's got a he's got a sneaky underrated quarterback in Matt Stafford, who just seems to go a bit under the radar. But he's just like very talented, and you put a right team team around him, he's one of the ones who can win a Super Bowl for you. Yeah. So the bright lines haven't really used. Ten year tenure with Matt Stafford to me as like a, a good way. They had a good off- offensive coordinator last season as well, Daryl Bevel. They had some good things going, and then he just got injured. Yeah. So we were talking about him in a different light if that like doesn't occur. But yeah, I tend to agree with it. It was. I think the Matthew Stafford injury definitely wasn't fortunate for them, and that definitely set them back quite far. Um, but even like we've spoken about this on some of the draft podcasts we did. Even like the draft that they had. Like, it was kind of just replacing guys. Like, Jeff Okuda will probably be a really good top-end cornerback. Like, I don't want to argue that. He's no doubt going to be really good. But, like, that was just to fill in the slot where they lost Darius Slade. Do you know what I mean? It didn't get, like, it's not like they got deeper in that position or anything like that. They just kind of filled in a number one corner. corner do you know what I mean? And then, I mean, the running back that they got, was a J, it was J.K. Dobbins, wasn't it? And he's, he's probably going to be... Huh? DeAndre Swift. Oh, Swift. Dobbins went to Ravens, didn't he? Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, and he'll probably, again, be a good running back. But I just think, like, when I look at their defence, it just has holes everywhere. And I think... Yeah. Because even on the offence, like you say, with Matthew Stafford, they've actually got some, like... It's not that short of talent in the offence. Like, they've got, like, Golladay and Marvin Jones on the outside. Got, like, Daniel Mandola on, in the slot. And they've got the young... Ta- offensive line as well. Yeah, they've got a de- exactly. Decent offensive line. They've got young, talented TJ Hawkinson. Um... But then, like, when you look at the defense, it's like, doesn't have a great pass rush. Barely any speed or any strength at linebacker. And their secondary is just kind of, like, standard. Obviously, it's got really good. It's got a cooler in there now, which will help. 
But I just think they could have distribu- distributed their resources a little bit better towards improving that defence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could say, I, I, see, I, you don't like the John Smith pick, but I, I quite like it, mate. Yeah. I think you could end up being the best runner back in the draft. And just add like a bit of juice to the Lions team, like they just picked like another linebacker, another defensive line. Yeah. Like Detroit been like this boring team for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Adding that, like I was thought, I thought, well, um, you know, maybe they could uh, be like some sort of like top ten offense. I could see Matt Staff and them good receivers yeah. and a offensive line. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the team's not. It's not ready to make a playoff run realistically. Nah, I, I don't think so. I think what I could see them doing is. With because I have got some good talent receiver wise, and now they bring in they've got a good tight end, a decent offensive line. I could definitely see them trying to establish the run early on, and then yeah. using play action towards the end, towards the later end of the season. That could definitely be an option, especially if they can't do that. Um, I don't know. I just think like from a like I can't. They don't have any pass rush, and that kind of worries me because when I think about like really good offenses, like you look at teams like and this is obviously an extreme, but when you look at teams like Ravens and Kansas City. They have offenses where the defense semi doesn't matter, whereas yeah. like Detroit have a good like a good offense. But is their offense going to be good enough to outscore the amount of points yeah. that they're going to let by? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that offense is probably good enough to drag them the eight and eight. Yes, yeah, at best, yeah. But that that could like probably save Patricia's job if he gets eight. Oh, wins. If, if they go eight and eight in this division, I think that would be a, a massive success for them personally. Hundred percent. So, um, and I do think, like I've got here, like I think they will improve this year, especially with Stafford back. And, and in fairness, as well, last year they had a few like close run games. Like you have yeah. the ones that come to mind. Like you obviously got the first game of the season, Arizona, that went to a tie. Um, the Chiefs, they gave Chiefs a run for their money. Um, so I don't think they've got enough to challenge for the, for the division, but I do think they'll be better. And I can see them going in between, so, like around six and ten, seven and nine or something. And I think they'll probably be the bottom of the division. Yeah. That's the sort of range for them, isn't it? Yeah. In like, uh, like yeah, they're not going to be awful, but they're again not going to be doing anything really yeah, yeah. loud, in my opinion. Unless Matt Stafford just like becomes Patrick Mahomes, which he could be. He's got the talent, but yeah, yeah. It's one of them ones. Anyway, uh, so the division odds for the Lions to win the division is thirteen to two. That's like six and a half to one. Yeah. Which is lowest odds for pretty obvious reasons, and it's but it's still like it's not actually that good. Yeah, really? like six and a half to one. Six and a half to one is not great at all. Seems like it could happen, but yeah. I would not. I would not be putting my money on that. To be yeah. honest, that's not what I'd be. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a bit of a dodgy one. Yeah. Anyway, um, and the over under wins. You literally just you hit the nail on the head just before when you said six to seven wins. It was six and a half. Mm-hmm. And I I went a bit. I, when I was doing this, I must have felt a bit uh, brave, but I went over because I could see them quite easily getting seven eight wins. Yeah. With that offense, like watching Matthew Stafford a couple of games from Matthew Stafford last year, he looked very good, and they've obviously added DeAndre Swift. So uh, I, I, I feel quite happy about that. Actually. Yeah, no, nice. I'd, I'd probably take the over as well. I'd take seven and nine. Um, I think they definitely will improve on last year, especially if Stafford doesn't stay healthy. Then it'll be a little bit more of a challenge, I think. But if Stafford can stay healthy, they do have enough guys on that team. Their roster isn't totally totally weak do you know what I mean the defence lacks a little bit but I think that offence is definitely good enough to pull up the seven wins so yeah 100% I think that is a really good mark at six and a half though yeah. and, and, and Matt Patricia did have like one of the best defensive going in periods if you can just try and like remember what Bill Belichick told him yeah. and get that defence going like maybe like, maybe they might get a bit better I might be able to salvage something awful coach I don't, like, he just seems like a bad guy 
Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, like obviously the best. He came with a totally wrong attitude, didn't he? You yeah. just tell he came in like I'm, I'm Bill Belichick, bitch. Yeah, he's... when you fast Patricia. <laughs> fast Patricia, yeah, that is so funny. I think um, obviously with when you look at a lot of the best coaches around the league, you think of guys who have managed to create a really good culture, a winning culture. And I think Patricia has obviously really struggled to do that and to develop any sort of positive relationship with a lot of these guys. So I think it will be difficult for Detroit to to get to anywhere near the top of the division, but I do think they will see an improvement on last year, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's kind of inevitable when you get any quarterback back. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, good, good stuff. What's your team? Say that again. What's your next team? So next up is the Chicago Bears. Um, and I think this team, obviously the whole thing is looking at all the eyes will be on the Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky sort of situation. Um, and I think the Bears are a team that literally does ride on the quarterback play, personally. Um, they've obviously brought Foles in and they're paying for it. Like he's on a kind of a big contract. but And they haven't picked up Trubisky's option, which I think speaks to what they think about him going, going long term. I do think, like we've spoken about this before, um, and I do think they'll give Trubisky the first few weeks. But the margin for error will be really quite small. And I can see, like, you can just see it at, like, halftime of week three where they're, like, losing, like, 17-3 and Foles comes in and then everybody will just know that that's what he's done, isn't it? Yeah. So true. But to be honest, when you watch Trubisky, it's semi-obvious that he's not going to be – he's not the calibre of quarterback that should be starting. No. He's just – he's never – I've never – like, the best game I've watched him was probably in his rookie season. He's yeah. actually he showed some signs of promise yeah. in the first weeks, and then like it's, I just feel like he's regressed the whole time. Yeah, even I've never, seen, I've never never seen him get any better. And I was going to say, even in his second year, he had games where I was like, fair enough. Like he showed, he kind of reminded me a little bit of like, well, Josh Josh Allen kind of reminded me of Trubisky. With he was quite athletic. Like once he got outside the pocket and he was allowed to stretch his legs, he was actually kind of a danger. Um, but he just doesn't have like. He doesn't have a composure in the pocket. He makes silly decisions. He's inaccurate downfield. So it's a bit, it's just kind of a bit of a, it's a difficult time. And I think with Chicago as well, they're not like rich with talent on the outside. So it's not like the guys, it's not like they have super wide receivers that are going to elevate his play and he's not good enough to make the guys outside of any better, which I think a lot of good quarterbacks do do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just Nick Foles with like he's familiar with that sort of Kansas City was at the Eagles with Doug Peterson. Yeah. And he knows like he knows he, it might be a bit different language and a couple of different things here and there, but it's gonna be down at the core the same sort of an offense. So I think like Nick Foles coming in probably knows the offense better than Mr. Bisky realistically. Yeah, yeah. And he shows it like he's shown before that he can you can sort of reflect the talent on the field, so that's better than Mr. Trubisky at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, I think like the reason I say that they kind of is dependent on the quarterback players because even though they don't have, I do think like their offense isn't amazing. It doesn't have an incredible wide receiver room. They've got like Allen Robinson, who's quite he's all right, but they don't have any like really big names at wide receiver, do they? They've got a decent. To be fair, they've got a decent um, running back in. Oh, what's the guy's name? I should have. Montgomery, um, Dave Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, and he showed really good signs of promise last year in his first year. Um, and I think that offense is good enough to get them, to kind of get them through. But obviously that defense is just the big, that's the big thing about the Bears. Like, And it took a big step back last year, but they've still got guys like Khalil Mack. They've got some like people like um, Raquan Smith, um, Akeem Hicks, Kendall Fuller. And they've got just an amazing load of defense. And so that's going to carry them to a certain stage. 
And it's just, can they get that level out of the quarterback to take them to the next step? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of them teams, it's it's a bit boring, but they, win, they tend to win like games, even if they don't seem like they're a very good team. Like, I'm pretty sure last season they still got seven wins when yeah, they yeah. sort of off first, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They sort of like, get off. But um, yeah, if they get that old, exactly, they just need to get that defence going, you know, they've shown that, they, that that group can be the best in the league. And if they can just try and like create some of that 2017 magic that they had, was it? No, 2018, was it? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I cut one nice pickups in the draft as well, like Jalen Johnson. He'll he should he'll probably yeah. just slot in straight away. Just a bit of depth in that cornerback room, isn't it? Yeah, but and the team have like about 47 tight ends, which I'm not sure how they're going to get them all on the field at once. Maybe they'll do like an 11 tight end package. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> in it, like all all offensive line tight ends, stick them both at wide receiver, and then have Cole Komet at running back. <laughs> <laughs> Stick Jimmy Graham in quarterback. That was so funny. Oh, I forgot about Jimmy Graham. Oh, I See, that's that. what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Like, I did. Like, obviously, they did get a good that good pick up in like Jalen Johnson, who'll probably be good. But I did again. Like this division, I just feel as if, in particular, had weird off seasons. Like, obviously, they yeah. paid Jimmy Graham yeah. a lot, and then like yeah. with the first pick in the draft in the second round, they go get another tight end and call Komet. So yeah, I, I so from I a value standpoint, I don't get it. I don't mind that, but I, I hate you. Like you're paying Jimmy Graham eight million pounds. No, well dollars. Yeah, eight million dollars a year to fart on a field to try. <laughs> and move, like I'm pretty sure I can run faster than Jimmy Graham at this point. He's definitely past his best. He didn't really show. Like obviously, he was kind of a really yeah, good red zone threat in his days. Seven years. He doesn't show him for like seven years. I, know. I don't think. I know. And he was like in his best I, days. I didn't watch NFL when he was good. I know. I know I don't, mate. I don't get it. And this is what I mean. I think the same for the same thing about Detroit. Like they, I feel as if they might be going down the same route of load up a tight end. They've got a decent offensive line. They've got a decent running back. Establish a play action. Seems like what everybody's doing, and I think that might be their idea again. But I don't know. I just think when I look at like from a value standpoint, and then getting like Komet in the first pick in the draft again, he's probably decent. He's probably going to be a really good guy. But for, from a value standpoint, you could have got somebody much better. You could have got a decent wide receiver that would have helped show up that like receiver room in it. So it's, it's strange. Um, and I think for the Bears this year, like if they're going to want to challenge the rest of the division, like we've said, like the offense is going to have to take a big leap forward. And I think Nagy needs to improve this year. Obviously, he had a really good rookie season as a head coach. And I think last year he regressed a little bit. And I think he's got to improve alongside the quarterback player 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, at one point it's got to be on him that he hasn't uh, managed to create some offense. Just, yeah, yeah, he got. I'm pretty sure he got coach of the year first year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was he was really good coach. Like he brought them there. He they were much better than Minnesota in that year. Um, yeah. and I can see I can see the Bears going pretty much similar as last year and getting going around eight and eight. Um, yeah. I can see like what they did in the draft in the off season. Kind of they could have improved, but I still think they've got like a good enough defense and enough talent on that offense because Nick Foles as much as he's not like he's not knocking the heads off any defenses he's a pretty serviceable callback do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah he's just one of them middle road guys and he yeah what's the what's the over under for the Bears uh, the Bears are set at seven and a half. Seven and a half. yeah yeah that's a good I've, spot I've got just over just based on their like great defense or like potential for great defense and because they've, just, they've brought in Nick Foles. Yeah. I just think that's a clever thing to do. Like, you see teams that don't like don't do that, and it's just like, 
why not upgrade your quarterback? You don't want to hear feelings of your rubbish first round quarterback. It's like semi. It's because these like it's a pride thing in it. Like you get general managers that don't want to give up on their first round project because it does make them look really bad. So yeah. we'll just see. But I, I'd go, I'd probably go over as well. I can see them taking eight and eight, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, like for division odds, they're at sixteen and five, which is just over three to one. And to be honest, looking at the other odds, that would probably be the only one I may even put like a bet on. Yeah. Because Packers invited to set at like seven to four, which is just under two to one, and like it's just not very good value. And yeah. I could see, I could see the Bears winning the division. Yeah. If they get that defense like great again, so that's probably the, like the best best value in a very un, no value. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's not it's not uh, very appetizing for a bet. Um, no, not at all. And, but yeah, I could. Like, seven and a half is pretty, it's pretty spot on again. Yeah, but you could, yeah, I could see them winning like ten games at a push. Uh, Nick Foles had a good season. Had a huge push. Yeah, huge push. Had a really? huge push. I can see, I can see them between. I can't imagine them going anywhere outside between seven and nine wins. Personally, like they're just that team. That I, is- I, I, could see, I could see them having an amazing defense and Foles coming in a couple of games in and being like a top fifteen quarterback and then them getting ten wins. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is possible, definitely. We'll just see. We'll just see. But again, we're gonna have a big year. He's look. He's uh, always getting hopped on about by Robert Mays on Twitter. Yeah, classic Maisie boy. But, um, yeah. Anyway, interesting team. Bit of a weird team. All these teams are very quite like just a bit the same. This division, it is like this division is one of those divisions where it's like it's probably gonna look nearly exactly the same as it did last year, almost. Yeah. Because nobody got much worse and nobody got much better. That makes sense. I think the the team that probably got worse the most, but probably had almost the best off season as well, was probably Minnesota. Which will that leads on to the next point. So we'll we'll move on to Minnesota now. Very nice segue. Yeah, man. nice little segue, mate. Yeah. I'm getting good at this, aren't I? I'm getting good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Minnesota, like they did lose. This is my team, obviously, and they lost a lot of guys in the off season, especially on defense, and that's kind of been what has been their identity over the last few years, especially with Zimmer's defensive scheme. Um, so I think with what to watch with them this year is like how Zimmer rebuilds and uses the guy that he has to make sure that there isn't like a huge drop off. Um, but I do think, in fairness, a lot of the reason that they let some of the guys go was because that they were playing like shit, especially in the secondary. Yeah, like, right. like you can't actually get much worse. Like Xavier Rhodes was terrible last year, like so bad. So it, it is going to be a case of like how Zimmer can take the guys that he's picked in the draft um, and some of the guys that he's picked in previous drafts and kind of reshape that, um, especially the secondary. But we'll have lost, obviously, we'll lose Griffin and, and Linval as well. So I think it'll be a case of him having to be really creative and show some of his nous in order to kind of create a different sort of pass rush as well. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, that's literally what I've got wrote down. It's um, they lost a massive core of their veteran talent, or well, past talent, so yeah, yeah. like going downhill. And it's just whether, like, in this type of uh, an off season with obviously coronavirus and stuff being cut off, can he? Sort of fill them, fill the production and fill the voids of these old core players with the new rookies. And to be honest, they picked a lot of players in the draft. I think it was like 16, 15 players. Ridiculous. And, and the, I, I did actually really like their draft, but it's whether they can replace like the production of Diggs, the production of Griffin, the production of Linval Joseph, the secondary holes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they lost three starting cornerbacks in secondary. Yeah. Am I right? Literally, mate. Loads. So it's just like. If he's able to do that, it obviously shows how good of a coach he is. But also, I think that would be the deciding factor 
whether the Vikings are average or playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I think like people like guys like Mike Hughes are going to have to have a massive step up. And I think he definitely, in fairness, he showed some signs last year of really good. Like he played really well on special teams. I know it's different, but like played really well on special teams. He did make some big plays, but it's going to be a case of him not being the number three, number four corner anymore. He's going to be the guy. So he's going to have to really show that he's got that first round talent. And then there's going to be just literally a degree of hope almost that guys like Gladney and guys like Cameron Dance that can come in and make an immediate impact. Um, and I think, in fairness, Zimmer's kind of the guy that you'd want there if he's going to make that happen. And yeah. fortunately for Minnesota, we've still got guys like Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris at safety, which will help the secondary. And then linebacker, we've got um, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, and um, Eric Wilson, which are, that's a really good linebacker core. And then the pass rushes, we've got Daniil Hunter, obviously. We've got Michael Pierce from Baltimore, which will probably help in um, stopping the run. But there's going to be have to be some creativity, I think, in generating that pass rush, losing Griffin. So that'll be definitely interesting to see and watching Minnesota that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, um, yeah, it's quite a, it's an interesting season for them because it's sort of, uh, it wasn't like the plan for this. It just sort of all came together. Yeah. Uh, all these people sort of dropping off at the same time. And it's 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 like exciting, but like it just yeah, just depends on how how well we've drafted and how well you can coach them up as quickly as he can. And so it's just stuff like even Je- you know Jefferson, he seems like a great prospect and stuff. But so like rookie receivers like takes him like eight weeks. Yeah, and say the first eight weeks, Adam Thielen's the only guy really getting separation on your wide receiving core. Yeah, and it's like Kirk Cousins isn't like known for his ability to be able to carry an offense. Yeah, yeah. Like, Really well, so just like them, sort of like little little things that you don't like quite think about. You think, oh, you'll just slot in there, yeah. But you, you might take a couple of weeks or half yeah. a season to develop, and then by that time, you might be two and six or something. Yeah, just like there's a lot of nuances, a hundred percent. And I think like, it's like within sorry, the division, they're going to be there's going to be quite a lot of close games, and it might mm. just come down to them like little factors. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like kind of like rebuilding on the fly because they're still a good team. And they're kind of rebuilding that defense on the fly. And in fairness, like, obviously we've talked about the defense. Offensively, I think keeping Kubiak and making him the OC is really good. Because even if now we are lacking a little bit wide receiver, we've, like, there definitely will be an emphasis on the run game. And we've got both Dalvin Cook and we've got Alexander Madison who showed signs last year. We've got, like, a really good, we've got a really good tight end group in Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith who showed really good signs. Um and then we still do have Thielen, and hopefully, if Jeff- Jefferson can have, like you say, might take him a little while to get in there. But we still got, we'll still have some like receiving talent. So they're definitely, definitely not deficient on offense. Um, so it'll be, it will be interesting. I think, honestly, I think it'll probably be very similar to last year. I think they'll go, they'll take a slight step back. I think from ten and six, I think they'll probably go nine and seven or something. Um, but especially with the additional playoff spot, I could definitely see them nabbing that. No, absolutely. Yeah, they're still they they remind me a bit of the Seahawks team uh, a couple of years ago, even a year ago, when like they'd lost like Sherman, Earl Thomas, a couple of guys on the D line. It, it reminds me very much of that situation. Obviously, they have, they still had Russell Wilson. Yeah, so they have a different situation, but similar sort of head coaches, similar sort of organi- organizations. And do you see what the Seahawks have been in the playoffs most times? I hundred percent still see the Vikings make the playoffs. Yeah, so. He's still a, like a good quarterback. Like uh, when you watch him, like he like he he can do things. Do you know what I mean? He's not like he's better than Nick Foles. He's like a, he's in the top twelve quarterbacks I'd say in the league. So you, you're in a good position to be honest. Like, but it is just replacing them veterans is the main 
like when you just look at the whole yeah whole pick Vikings. Yeah, that is definitely the thing to watch. And like about Kirk, like Kirk, he's now he's going into his third year with the team now, so this should be like he should be like locked in now. And again, like you said, he showed he improved last year. And he's really, I do, when I watch him, like, playing just regular games, regular Sunday games, I'm thinking, you are a very good callback. But it's canny. I personally do I think we know what he is now, and there's not going to be much of a change. He's going to, he is what he is. So in big Monday night football games and Sunday night football games, it's he's not going to be much better. He's not going to take a step up and be big in those spots. Um, but I think fortunately for us, we've only got, like, two primetime games this year. So you never <laughs> know. It. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, I am... As a fan of the Lions, it's kind of like I'm excited to see what happens, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Do you know what I mean? Because it could go one of two ways. I could see it. I could easily see us going like uh, seven and nine, but I could also see us going ten and six as well, or even yeah, eleven, uh, yeah, even even eleven and five. Like we've kind of got that sort of talent, or we're gonna have a drop off as well. It's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. It's that sort of range, and uh, the under over for them is set at eight and a half. Yeah, I'll I'll let you. I'll let you say what you thought. Think about it. It's your team. I'll it let is. You say what you have. It's it's like it's a good spot. Eight and a half. I do think we're better than eight wins. I'd I'd say we're better than eight wins. I'd say we we'll, won't be as good. I don't think we'll get ten and six like we did last year. But I'd say I'd take nine and seven. So over. See, the, I've I've gone under here because all my other teams are over. So I felt a need to yeah. put an under. And if. Say the Bears were set the same over under the Vikings, I'd pick the Vikings over the Bears. But yeah. The Bears had one win, so I went for them. But I, it's, I'd be more like I've, I've got eight and eight down, but I think that is the floor yeah. of the Vikings. I don't think they're going to get much worse than that. So if you're thinking like statistically, they probably will go over that and they probably will push for nine, ten wins. But it also just depends on them couple of games at the start when they've got a lot of young people starting, a lot yeah. of rookies starting with a, a cut-off off-season. Rookie minicamp's gone, which is massive. So, it's just, yeah, that's that was the thing that swayed it to me. That was yeah. like, my final argument on that. No, yeah, I mean, I totally, it is, it's a difficult one, but eight wins, you can easily see them getting eight wins um, as their floor. I think it will be, like you say, it'll be the first few games to see how much this off-season's impacted. I think the longevity in the scheme will help, but it'll be, just really interesting to watch how the secondary handles, especially to me. Like, how can those young guys at corner handle like top end yeah, NFL, NFL wide receivers? Huh? You've got a great guy at the back with Harrison Smith. Yeah, we do have like two of the best safeties. Like, we've got Harrison Smith and Anthony Harrison, which will help massively. But that's, that's mad. Yeah, because so. um, at least you got like some sort of leader. Because when you think about like normally when you bring in a rookie cornerback, there's that one old vet playing mm. corner, and you get to teach them all the ropes, but it'll just have to be Harrison Smith. Yeah. I'm sure you can do. Yeah. Seems like a, seems like an overall great dude. But it reminds me of Luke Keekley. Yeah. Which I'll miss. Yeah, I, miss yeah, I bet you miss Luke Keekley, mate. Hasn't I'm, been a full I'm season. Games around, but I miss him. Yeah. Oh. oh my Just goodness. Actually, a bit of breaking news. He's actually uh, a pro scout for the Carolina Panthers now. Is he? Luke Keekley? Yeah. Nice yeah. touch. Keep him in the organization. He'll be getting paid shitloads as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, we get. They'll still be paying him his normal contract. Twenty mil on our cap. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of dead money, mate. But it's all right. Sorry. Um, what was the what's the division odds for the Vikings? Is that seven and four? Uh, seven and four, so like one point seven five to one. It's just like shit. You just wouldn't put money shit. on it, would you? They're the same as the Packers. See, I think like, the pa- I'd say to be fair, if they're the same as the Packers, mm-hmm. well, you would just know because that you just wouldn't do that, would you? Because the Packers are obviously more likely to win the division. I would kind of not bet against Aaron Rodgers. No, I wouldn't bet against I wouldn't bet against Aaron Rodgers, especially between yeah. these two teams with the same odds. No way. 
But anyway, so that's a good little segue into the Packers then. So, yeah. Um, so on Green Bay, I just think obviously they are the best team in the division. Um, but we've spoken about this loads on this podcast. Yeah. Like we think the moves that they've made in this off season, but for me, have just kept them a lot closer to the pack than they could have been if they'd made different decisions. If that makes sense. Like obviously, yeah, that's a year, isn't it? Yeah, because it's a weird off season. But I don't know if it's gonna how much it'll affect them. Yeah, and being worse. So yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, like they're still pro- they're still the best team in the division, but they could have been much better, which is kind of frustrating. But like obviously the Jordan Love pick from a value standpoint seems terrible. Um and Mike like even it, despite the fact it might be incredible and he might be an amazing quarterback, like realistically Rogers is the number one guy. And I do think though, I think despite some of the conflict it might cause in the locker room, I think it might take Rogers to like actually improve on last year. And I think he's gonna have a little bit of fire in his belly and so what do you think? Yeah, I, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of his teammates came out and said it. I remember, I think it was the left tackle, Bakiari, was on like the draft like uh, coverage. Oh, I remember seeing that, the draft-a-thon thing, yeah. Yeah, and it was just after the draft of Jordan Love. And he was just like, guys, watch out. Yeah. You know, like, what are you on about? And he's like, just watch out for Aaron Rodgers this season. He's going to be on fire. Yeah, you can just see and him. You can just see him like making Mark Westphal and Scanton like the best number two wide receiver in the league just to stick it to Green Bay for not picking someone like uh, Denzel Mims or KJ Hamler, anyway, any of the wide receivers that went after Jordan Love. Yeah. But like, he, he he just seems like he's one of like I put down. They've got a good offense, like a good roster with one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. Realistically, yeah. So for them not to be the favorite is sort of like would be a bit silly, I think. Especially with the first year head coach, who showed a lot of promise. But again, when I look at the Packers last season, they were. Their record was better than the actual team. Yeah, 100%. And even though they got to the championship game, I feel like their path was just like, not lucky in a way, just they had a lot of breaks yeah. going there. And I, and I feel like that, I, I think we've spoken about a couple of times on this podcast, that them things tend to even themselves out over mm. time, like turnovers and stuff. Yeah. But um, nevertheless, they're still a very promising like outfit and a very promising overall look and especially Aaron Rodgers has got a bit of extra motivation that's not going to hinder that at all yeah 100% I think like even like when you look at them offensively they're still 100% like not deficient they've got like Devontae Adams they've got Aaron Jones they've got one of the best offensive lines in the league I just think it was seemed a bit it seemed if you could if you could have told either of us that they weren't going to draft one wide receiver in the most heavy wide receiver draft for a long time you would have been like that's, a, that's silly because that's the only place that they need help but um, it just seems silly, but I mean, and even defensively, they still look really strong at all levels. Like they've got a really good front seven, not front seven, sorry. They've got a really good front four, like a good pass rush. I think that's the only place that I could say that could def- like improve. Even losing, like, even though he's not very good, Blake Martinez, their linebackers just look a little bit like weaker. There's not like anybody there. Lack um, of depth. Yeah, yeah, there's like definitely a lack of depth of that position. But then you've got yeah. the, the secondary still really good as well. So I think it's another year where the Packers will definitely win the division. But I think they could have gone like last year. They ended eleven and five, and if they'd have made good off-season moves, especially with this off-season, they could have easily gone to twelve and four or even thirteen and three if they'd done the right moves. Yeah, yeah. Even just staying at eleven and five would seem like an upgrade because of the way the eleven and five sort of happened. Yeah, like when you look at the Packers last season, like I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't see an eleven and five team, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it just yeah, it just seemed like they sort of broke them. But to get yeah, to be able to get eleven. To be honest, they probably could 
probably might still get 11 wins just because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 6,000 yards yeah. and 7 touchdowns. But See, I can't, I will, I say, I see them going exactly 11 and 5. I pretty much see all of these teams in this division staying exactly the same, other than like Minnesota might take a tiny step back, Detroit might take like one more win, Chicago might take like one more win. Do you know what I mean? I think you're going to be shocked at the over under them. I think they sort of, that over, like the numbers have set, it's just a bit of overreaction from the draft. Right. Because like the draft, their draft, which in at this time seems like a bad draft, it's not as if they had to have a good draft to still be a good team. Anyway. Yeah. It's eight, eight and a half. <laughs> and I, and I just can't see them getting, getting under nine wins. Like I feel like nine wins is their absolute floor. Oh, man. And that's, that's even that approach, like... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I think... Yeah, eight and a half is silly. To have them at the same the same thing as Minnesota personally is seems crazy. There's a, they have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, fuck's sake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they've got like a better roster. Like not yeah, like they might just, have a better offer. Like I think like what I said, like they didn't have a great offseason, but they're still like instead of them like getting much better, they just stayed better than everybody else. They didn't yeah. they, they could have had they have like a bet like they're better than these teams by a certain amount and they could have increased that a lot. Yeah, that's instead, the annoying they just thing. kind of stayed that's the same. Why, yeah, that's the annoying thing. This this Packers team with a a better well thought out off season, in my, like in our opinion, could have like been the absolute favorite, like Baltimore last week. Yeah, yeah, but they could have. They could have realistically. I think if Green Bay had made better decisions, they could have easily gone to the class of the NFC. In fact, like yeah, I could see yeah. them being in San Francisco, in New Orleans, like just there. Like right next to them, whereas now I think they're just a slightly bit below them personally. No, they just don't have the firepower now to deal with a team like 49ers. Yeah, because they they just can't keep up with them offensively. Yeah, literally. And they're shown as like a great point before about the linebackers. They got absolutely gashed. Yeah, by them. And even say they don't take a wide receiver in the draft, but say they take like a linebacker first round, second round. You're like, all right, okay, they they see it. The, yeah. the reasoning, like a like a massive. More like it runs stuff and de- defensive tackle, but they took like a quarterback that's probably not going to play for four years. Yeah, mate. Fuck no. With we, I think we think the same as most people. We'll see how it plays out because Green Bay might have some ridiculous prick up their sleeve, and you never know. Um, it will. It'll be interesting to watch how the relationship between Rodgers and Fleur kind of um like manifests itself over the course of the year as well. Um, just an interesting, interesting year, interesting division. Yeah. But I think realistically, it'll probably be, especially with this off season, that's strange. I think, and all of the teams have kind of got a little bit of longevity in coach and in roster. Um, I think it'll definitely kind of be very similar to last year, like if not like exactly the same. Yeah, I think Rogers has like sort of run out of his. I, I don't like the coach anymore. So yeah. I feel like he'll just have to get on with it. Otherwise, it'll it'll just look like the coach is not the problem. It's Aaron Rodgers. Do you know what I mean? When he got rid of Mike McCarthy, it was sort of like, oh, Mike McCarthy's a dick. Yeah. But say if he starts complaining about uh, Matt LeFleur. Is it Matt? Is it Mike? No, it's Matt. It's Matt LeFleur, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike's a San Fran, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, if, if he's like, oh, Matt LeFleur's a dick, then... There's a pattern forming there. Yeah, it's just, it's just going to make him look like a dick. Anyway. So I, yeah, I feel like you'll just you'll probably just have to suck it up, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. So we'll do the same as same as last year, last year, last week. Sorry. What do you think? Take an order for the division and wins for each team. So at the bottom, I'm going Lions, and I've got them seven and nine. Okay. 
third, well, joint, joint second and third, but probably on a playoff, I'd go, I'd, I'll go with your Vikings, mate. Cheers, lad. Cheers, mate. Make us happy, then Eight and eight. Yeah. And then the Packers, I've got going ten and six. Okay. But again, I can see them, I can see them, well, yeah, the reason I've got ten and six is because they didn't make any improvements, and I think down at their core and down like real value, they probably were a ten and sixteen last year. Yeah. So I've probably got them staying the same. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got, at the bottom, I've got Detroit, which is same as you, 7 and 9. I've got Chicago, 8 and 8. Then I've got Minnesota, um, 9 and 7. And then yeah. I've got and then I've got either got Green Bay. I can't decide. I've either got them 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. But you know yeah. what I'm going to say? Even even though I don't think they were an 11 and 5 team, I'm going to say they're going to stay that. I, I think Rodgers will be much better this year. Yeah, you think Rodgers pushes them? Yeah. I think Rodgers pushes them up front for the same. So... It's again, like I said, mate. I'm quite, I'm excited about watching this division. But I think when you look at like between this time last year and now, this time last year, everyone was looking at the NFC North, being like, "This is the best, like one of the best divisions of football." It's not anymore. It's, it's just not, middle of the pack. It's kind yeah. of middle of the pack anymore, which is it's kind of it's frustrating. But none of the teams, like even Minnesota, like if you look at Minnesota's acquisitions, you could say they had like they look like they got some good guys, but because of what they lost. They didn't improve much, if not like lost a little bit. But all of the other three teams for me didn't do enough to make themselves much better, and that's why they've kind of fallen back a little bit. No, yeah, I don't agree with you with that. Um, Detroit just replaced their one uh, cornerback with another one cornerback and a running back in the draft early on. The Bears just got a tight end, which I've already got eleven of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Packers took a quarterback who is not going to play till twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. I know. So yeah. It's yeah, it's quite an easy thing to spot that, and the Vikings obviously got like seventeen players in the draft. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's an interesting division. It's a very it seems very balanced, except the Packers just like that extra that extra length ahead. If yeah. you if you know a horse race. Yeah. But um, you, I'm gonna say a statement. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about it, but I could see every team in this division maybe winning. I don't know if I had to push with the Lions. Yeah, but. it's close, isn't it? It is close. It's not like there's no like massive differential where you see like a 12-win team and a 4-win team, though. I do know what you mean. Like It's all between like three or four games. So, yeah, I I, put, I cannot see Detroit winning. Like, I would put a lot of money on Detroit not winning the division. But I can see yeah. the, I can definitely see the other three teams winning, 100%. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you got this new other core of my statement, but yeah. Good stuff, mate. Well, Sweet. it's been good fun. Like talking about yeah. NFC North, like talking about Minnesota. So, next week we'll be back and uh hope you enjoyed listening and we'll see you later and see you later guys cheers guys